1: Welcome back to another episode of First Bite, our Detroit Lions midweek podcast, where we bring in an interview uh, to help you get to know uh, our Detroit Lions. And we are in the middle, actually the end, I should say, of our free agent series where we are getting to, new, getting to know the newest Detroit Lions. By the way, my name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit, Detroit Lions beat writer. Uh, you can find me at Detroit online on Twitter. And with me, as always, is senior editor of Pride of Detroit at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. Ryan Matthews is here. What's going on, Ryan?
2: Not a whole lot excited for this one. We, we talked about this a little bit before the show. Like, this is the one guy that I think both of us are most intrigued to learn about. I mean, David Montgomery played in the division. Cam Sutton, big time signing. So you kind of dive into him a little bit. But this is the guy who maybe provides the most intrigue because it's the
1: most like Brad Holmes signing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, a guy that that's coming off an injury um, but might play a, a pretty significant role given a, a one-year kind of prove-it deal. Emmanuel Mosley is today's topic, and we have got an expert on Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, I'm calling him his expert. I don't I don't know if he'll call himself an expert on that, but what he is an expert on is 49ers football. He is a beat writer for NBC Sports Bay Area. Matt Mayoko is with us. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeremy. Ryan, good to be here. Well, happy to have you back. You, you've actually been on the podcast a couple of times. We talked to Robert Sala way back in the day. We did a, a 49ers preview with you. But let's let's talk Emmanuel Mosley. And I just want to kind of get your first impressions when when the transaction hit the wire, when it was all over Twitter. What was your first reaction to, to Emmanuel Mosley signing with the Lions? Uh,
3: my first reaction was surprise. Not so much that he left the 49ers, but that he didn't go to Robert Sala and the Jets or D'Amico Ryans and and the Texans, because I was kind of under the opinion that because his season ended so early with the torn ACL, that would have to be somebody who knows him and knows him personally in order to go out and and make a commitment toward him. Now, as you mentioned, it was a one-year deal. So it's not a huge commitment uh, that any team's going to make, but I just thought that that uh, he's one of those guys that the closer you're to, the more impressed by him you are. So I really thought it would be somebody with, with a direct knowledge of him and who had worked with him in the past that would end up signing him.
2: Well, because of that, Matt, like you mentioned the ACL injury. Um, I I guess I want to know how much did that factor into whether or not the 49ers decided to bring him back or not?
3: I, I think actually, I thought when he had that injury, which was a devastating blow to the 49ers week five, I guess it was, of the season. Uh, When that happened, my first thought was, well, Emmanuel Mosley might be coming back to the 49ers after all. Uh, Because I did not think that they would even come close to being able to re-sign him if he had remained healthy. That's my way of saying I expected him to get a really nice contract. I expected him to get a three, four-year contract for... I don't know, you know, ten million a year. That that's how good of a player I think he he is. So the first thing I thought of was he might have to go sign, or he will have to sign kind of a one year prove it deal. And I thought that that opened the door significantly for the 49ers to to get back in there. But and and once you know, once you knew that it was going to be a one year deal, I, I thought I, I the, he was. Um, I thought I guess when when the season when the uh, training camp started, not training camp, but when the free agency period started, I thought he'd be returning to the 49ers. In fact, there was an interview about a week or so before free agency, Nick Bosa was talking to Richard Sherman Mm -hmm. and Bosa flat out said, well, you know, we're going to be strong on defense again this year. We have Emmanuel Mosley coming back Mm -hmm. and everybody thought like, oh, I guess he's coming back. But, um, you know, obviously very early in free agency the, the Lions made a play for him and they got him.
1: Well, you, you mentioned that people that are close to him kind of see maybe more potential than maybe some people that that see that are far away from him. So it, what what is it about him? Is it him as a person? Is it him as a player, as a competitor? What What is kind of that secret sauce that maybe those only around Emmanuel Mosley know?
3: Yeah, I think I think it's all the above. You know, he's not a big guy. You know, he's I think he's listed as what, 5'11", 185. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I'm sure he weighs a little bit more than that now. Um, but undrafted coming out of Tennessee spent that first year by and large on the practice squad. And I remember in the 2019 season week five or so, they had kind of a marquee Monday night game against the Cleveland Browns. And this is when everybody thought the Cleveland Browns were going to win that division and be a, a big time factor and maybe even win the Super Bowl. that Baker Mayfield, who was, showing promise at that stage in his career. They had Jarvis Landry. They had Odell Beckham Jr. And he was going to be making his first start on Monday night. And I think people around here were kind of panicked. And going back to Richard Sherman, he said the only reason anybody, fan base or media or whatever is talking like for should be panicked that Emmanuel Mosley is starting this game is because they haven't seen him. They weren't in practices. They didn't watch him all of last season. And basically, Richard Sherman said, if you had seen if he had if he had been in a position to, to be on the active roster and play last season, nobody would be panicked. And I guess what he did was he came in that first game and played really well and continued to play well. Um, he's like it's, I mentioned his physical stature. He is a tough guy. And maybe because of that, he's had some injuries. Um, that have kept him out of the lineup. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't think the torn ACL was a a matter of him being too aggressive or, you know, being too physical for his size. But, you know, I I was reminded earlier today, last season, uh, right before the injury, he was playing some really good football. And D'Amico Ryan's the 49ers defensive coordinator at the time, referred to Emmanuel Mosley as a guy with the heart of a lion. Hey, how's that for uh, <laughs> foreshadowing? And so, uh, you know, he plays hard. He's smart. He's soft spoken. You know, he doesn't say a whole lot. He just gets his, the job done. And I guess the other thing is, you know, he hasn't put up like huge interception numbers in his career. So that always kind of pops out if if you're following cornerbacks. But He's just very solid. And and granted, he hasn't played a whole lot the last two seasons because of the injuries, but I don't believe he's allowed a a touchdown reception the last two years either. So uh, he's just a really good player. Like I said, I mean, I was expecting him to really cash in and probably be the most sought after cornerback on the free agent market had he made it through this past season injury-free. I mean,
2: Jeremy, that kind of sounds like if the injury doesn't happen, he gets Cam Sutton money, maybe yeah. even more than
1: that. Right. Maybe even more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The lions and potentially land two, maybe three of the best defensive backs in free agency. If, if everything works out, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And two of
2: them, Tennessee volunteers, right? True. So it's, it's, it's the lion's crusade to uh, become the Detroit volunteers as we've been <laughs> joking about. So Matt, my, my, my other question then, um, and, and, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but the, the 49ers are just known, like, especially with D'Amico Ryans and everything that, The defensive side of the ball has been a strength of their team for so long. And really, the only thing that's ever seemed to slow it down is injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, Did Mosley show something special to you in his time with San Francisco that made you think like, oh, like this guy can be a player wherever he goes. It's not just because he has a pass rusher like Nick Bosa or, you know, a linebacker like Fred Warner, who's a unicorn. Is there something that Emmanuel Mosley shows as far as traits or something that is translatable to any defense or any team? I think so.
3: I mean, I I think that he's, you know, he's a press corner. Uh, He's physical at the line of scrimmage. He disrupts timing. Like I said, you know, you look at him and he's not super imposing, but he's tough. And I think in, in high school, his nickname was like baby Ray Lewis. So, you know, this is the guy that when he signed with Tennessee, he was 145 pounds. Right. And the guy who recruited him and watched him in, in high school and started to really get to know him, like had to kind of stand on the table to even get him a scholarship to Tennessee because he was so small. But he plays bigger than his size, You know, he's not afraid to get in there. He's good at run support. You have to be in this style of defense. Um, You know, in the past, this defense has been known, you know, as basically cover three, but they they became a lot more varied in that. But I, I think he can play all styles of corner but i think just the fact that he's willing to put his nose in there and mix it up and and play run support and and throw off timing uh between quarterback and wide receiver um you know it, it kind of work, works both ways you know I, I do think that he benefited from uh certainly that 2019 season when he got in there for the end of the, the year and basically unseated you know a pretty high draft pick to win that starting job going into the playoffs and in the super bowl um, I do think that he also is the kind of player that helps the pass rush because with his kind of sticky coverage at, near the line of scrimmage, he does throw off the the timing and the rhythm and he does give maybe his edge rushers a, you know, a beat uh, longer to get to the quarterback because, you know, he, he's not one of these guys that, that, you know, if he were to play it his way, you know, he would not be seven yards off the line of scrimmage. You know, he would not be allowing the receiver a free release. So, Well, I think what he does better than than most is that he makes the wide receiver work for every inch he gets off the snap of the ball.
1: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the the ACL, because the lines have been kind of dodgy about information on that. And and Emmanuel, I I don't think, was too eager to talk about goals and all that sort of stuff. So by by your reports, by your understanding, how far along is he and and is week one starter a, a realistic expectation for
3: him? Uh, Now, again, there's no real inside information here that I have other than I talked to him. uh, I saw him, you know, I don't know, a month after the surgery. And then again, uh, I believe it was in Philadelphia before the NFC championship game. And he was walking around just fine. And, you know, he didn't give me any kind of time frame, but just in small talk. Uh, he intimated to me that everything was 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 doing just fine and the four have said that it was a clean ACL there wasn't any other stuff you know there wasn't to my knowledge any meniscus or any other ligament damage that would slow down that rehab so again this is just a guess but I would expect him I think there's a a really good chance that he would be ready for the start of the regular season. If not, you know, being available at some point in training camp—that's uh, just my guess. Maybe educated guess. Maybe just kind of leaping to conclusions. But I got the sense that uh, everything went pretty smoothly. And I, I would also guess that if you're the Lions and you're signing a guy to a one year, six million dollar contract and you have any questions whether he's going to be available, uh, you bring him in, you do the physical and you do whatever you need to do to, to make sure he checks out. And so I'm reading between the lines, but I would think that he will be available week one of the regular season. Well, Matt, I, and the I other think, thing I don't know if yeah, you guys want to talk more about this, but you know, he's also versatile. I mean, I don't know if with, what their, the plan is there, but he is fully capable of sliding inside yeah. and covering the slot. So you're, you're, not, you're, I think you're getting a really good outside cornerback, and kind of as a bonus, maybe in a pinch, he can slide inside as well. I, I mean, that's just. <laughs> All of their defensive backs that they've signed, Jeremy. Right. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much everyone they
1: had
2: CJ Gardner Johnson chance. is like, hey, nickel or safety or Cam Sutton. Yeah. And
3: so, that, so that tells me is they're putting a high priority on tackling because you cannot yeah. be a you cannot be a nickelback and shy away from tackling. That is being a nickelback is every bit as about tackling as it is about coverage. And so uh that, that tells me that that kind of is a pretty good indicator of what they're looking for from their defensive backs. So, it's,
2: it's, yeah it's a good point um so matt I, I this this question might require you to to dig in the old memory bank a little bit but do you have a like just a bona fide this is an emmanuel mosley play from his 49ers career is it is it from that 2019 run uh in the playoffs and into the super bowl or uh just just a play that it's like oh man only that guy
3: can make a play like that i i don't know that anything necessarily comes to mind there there are Three plays that I remember, one of them not good, the other two good. Now, I'll start with the not good one. Perfect. And, and this is a really difficult play. Uh, I don't know if you remember Super Bowl LIV, Super Bowl 54, but the Four had had a big lead in the fourth quarter, 10-point lead, and it was a third and 15 play. And they ran a play that the Kansas City Chiefs did called WASP, where uh, Tyreek Hill – basically ran a, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it's a post pattern and then he comes back. So it's like, you know, he runs his post deep post and then, and then cuts back to the sideline that he was on. So they were in a cover three. And I think Emmanuel Mosley at that point, it wasn't, it didn't have a whole lot of experience, but the key was they gave Mahomes enough time and gave Tyreek Hill enough time to be able to to run that entire route. So Mosley had the third, it'd be the third on the offense's left side. And when Hill cut in toward the middle, uh, Mosley, got off of Hill and went to the guy in his zone, but then Hill came back. And that was a big play. Yeah. And you know, I never really got an answer of what the the right thing to do on that play was. But I, I always got the impression that, you know, Mosley could have played that one different, but it was also a very difficult play because if he had continued on with Hill, then the, the space in front of him would have been open for a 15 yard gain and a first down. But through all that, um, you know, he, you know, that it was a big play in that game. The chiefs went on to win it. I think he, you know, I think that that kind of play made him better because that was something that he oh. hadn't seen before. So the experience of that made him a better player and he certainly did not uh, back down from that or, uh, it did not impact him in any way negatively moving forward. For yeah.
2: Two, two guys two, two guys that you definitely don't want to give a lot of time to, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and
3: Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. And, of course, <laughs> yeah. 49ers fans are still talking about how Nick Bosa was held on that play or else uh, <laughs> yes. Mahomes, Mahomes would not have been able to get that pass off. Two other plays, um, week 18, 20, season, 49ers needed to win that game against the LA Rams. And they fell behind 17 to nothing in that game. And they came back, tied it up at 17, 17. And I I forget, it was like late third or early fourth. I know the Rams felt like they had a play call to take advantage of Mosley's aggressiveness. And it was a deep pass um, to that side, uh, Stafford to Ben Skoranek. And Mosley was in in single coverage but he did have he had safety help over the top but he maybe bit early but turned and showed great recovery speed and made an amazing interception deep down the field we're talking like 50 yards down the field and that's a play where I think the Rams felt like there was something there to be had. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mosley had shown something that they felt they could exploit. They tried to exploit it. And Emmanuel Mosley made a big time play. 49ers ended up winning that game. And then, um, you know, because they won that game, they got into the playoffs and then they moved into the to the NFC championship game. And then the other play that I would I, I recall very well was. Uh, Manuel Mosey grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina, about 90 minutes outside of Charlotte. And this was his first game going back to face the Carolina Panthers. So he had a bunch of friends and family. And it was just kind of a neat thing for a guy who's been basically underrated, you know, the underdog, uh, the small kid, all that, all the way through, including you know, going to, to Tennessee, getting undrafted and then just kind of working his way. And in that game, it was absolute the, the best and the worst. That game, he picked off Baker Mayfield. It wasn't necessarily a great defensive play because I think Mosley was in, in zone coverage. The the pass was overthrown. Uh, Mosley did make you know kind of an uncontested interception, got up to his feet, and then showed amazing ability to kind of weave his way into the end zone. So he had a pick six in that game. But then later in the game, that's when he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm giving you the full mix of <laughs> yeah. kind of the the good, the bad uh, of Emmanuel Mosley. But I mean, I, this is probably as good a place as any to tell you that I I think Emmanuel Mosley is a really good player, and I I think that uh, I, I think the uh, the Detroit Lions will be ecstatic with what he shows them, assuming everything's you know, checks out health wise, I think they'll really be happy with the kind of player they're getting.
1: Well, uh, before we let you go, I think we got two more here. And, and one is we, we really like to get these get to know these guys off the field. So is there any, you know, off the field anecdote or, or moment or maybe just pulling him aside in the locker room um, that kind of gives us a little peer into
3: his uh, his personality? He's just a very soft-spoken guy. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to give you the great quotes. He's not going to go out of his way to, uh, you know, make himself available or visible. He's not going to stand up on, on, the, uh, on the on the podium and ask to be interviewed. He's just a very soft-spoken guy who has earned tons of respect. Through every level of the organization, from staff members to coaches to executives to teammates, just by the way he handles business. I mean, you think he takes his job very seriously. He's had to work for everything, and I think it just kind of shows with the way that he approaches his day-to-day work. So, I mean, I can't think of anything flashy he's he's done off the field. Uh, he's just a, a sol- I, I look at him as just a solid dude and a yeah. solid player. You kind of have to be to
1: go from undrafted rookie to to where he is today. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: Don't don't want to hold your feet to the fire, Matt. If you hate grading things, I'm sorry. But uh, if you could and it seems like everything you've said has been pretty glowing about Emmanuel Mosley. Could you
3: grade the signing for the Detroit Lions? I mean, it's a one year deal. It's six million dollars. Um, I, I don't know the lion salary cap situation, but I'm assuming they're in very good shape when it comes to the, Pretty to much. the cap. Yeah. So I would, I, I could not give this anything lower than a, than an a minus. I mean, I, I think he's that good. I, I think that it's, it's a low risk situation with a potential high payoff. Um, again, I was, I was surprised that, um, he ended up somewhere that he's not familiar with you know, a lot of the, the people there. Um, but I, I think that um, obviously the four drew a line, you know, how, how much can, can they pay him um, with the, the, with the players they already have. And if you'd asked me you know what that line would be, I probably would have said 5 million for one year. Uh, the Lions got him for $6 million for the one year. A lot of 49 our fans here were kind of surprised the 49ers didn't go that high to match him. But I guess when you look at it, if he stays healthy he's going to earn that the the only question for him is that, you know, he has had difficulty staying healthy. So I don't know what the, the role is envisioned for him being there, but um, whatever it is, he's, he's not going to back down from a challenge. He's not going to back down from competition. So um, at the very least, I would expect to see Emmanuel Mosley on the field, a lot for the lions. And, and I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, week 18 after that, the Sunday night game, I anointed the Detroit Lions, the 2023 <laughs> NFC North champions. And then again, I believe when that uh, signing became official, I again said the, Det- the, uh, the, 2023 NFC North champion Detroit Lions have signed Emmanuel Mosley. So love it. <laughs> no pressure on Dan Campbell and his bunch, but I'm telling you, there's pressure.
1: Yeah, man, it, no pressure to win the first division title this franchise has seen in 30 years. No pressure at all.
3: Not at all. No,
2: <laughs> oh, Man, well, I would well, love I would love to see the 49ers and the Lions go at it in the playoffs.
3: Right.
1: Wouldn't that be awesome? I felt like we were going to get it that one year with, with Jim Schwartz and uh, and. <laughs>
3: Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. If, Jim they Harbaugh. Break, if, if that happens, they need to have uh, Schwartz and Harbazi honorary captains for that game. <laughs> like the and coin not, toss. There, there wouldn't be a handshake. There would be a back slap before
0: the game.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, Matt, let me, let me give you a minute here to kind of promote your stuff. Tell them where the people can find you and, and find your work.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm on all social media, uh, Twitter, uh, however long Twitter remains alive. <laughs> Uh, Instagram. Good luck with your, twi- your check mark, by the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta, yeah, I'm not, not going to be reaching my pocket to pay for that. Uh, it's a Mayoko M A I O C C O N B C S. Um, and so that's. That's where you can find me and also the 49ers Talk podcast. My colleague, Jennifer Lee Chan, and I drop a couple podcasts a week, including just the recently completed NFL owners meetings in, in Arizona, where we talk about some rule changes. And, and I don't know if you've heard this, but the 49ers have some quarterback stuff going on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, last I saw there, I think they might be. Vegas's favorite to win the NFC, but nobody can tell you who their starting quarterback is going to be. And if you put three people in a room, you might have three different answers. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. Personally, I have no idea.
1: Uh, well, that's going to be a fun next five months for you before the season starts. Uh, an awesome quarterback battle, but uh, man, appreciate your time, man. That was great stuff, and and we'll catch up with you again soon. I'm sure you you might be one of our like only three time guests. So wow. I very much appreciate I'm, all your time.
3: I'm I'm honored. Well, thank you very much, Jeremy Ryan. I appreciate it. And I'll certainly be watching the Lions from afar and seeing how uh, seeing if my words uh, prove prophetic, just like D'Amico's Ryan D'Amico Ryan's words of emmanuel mosley has the heart of a lion
1: perfect perfect uh thanks matt and thank you all for listening uh we will be back with more first bite we're going to start turning our uh, focus towards the nfl draft but until next time thanks for listening it's chaos be kind